0: So bearing in mind that I don't think there's such a thing as Simon the character and that it's just me. Do you think that Simon the character likes Christmas music? (laughs) Curveball. Yes, he does. You think, you think Simon the character does like Christmas music and is
1: possibly passionate about it? Yeah, I think he does, but I think it's potentially more sort of like Chris Rear driving home for Christmas, a little bit of a sort of esoteric love for Michael Buble. Just, none of the classics
2: a spaceman came traveling
0: yes
1: that is quite close to
0: simon the person who's real and does lend credence to the theory that there is no simon the character there is just simon the person and your perception of me is a caricature
3: no simon there is no simon the person there's only simon the character
1: and welcome to Eurovision in Isolation. Now, like all shows, good or bad, we have a Christmas special. Make of that what you will. So, as ever, joining me for our Christmas special, we have... Step into Christmas, it's Minnie Meyer. Hi, Phil. All I want for Christmas is you. It's Alex Smith. Sorry, I'm still eating. Hi, Phil and don't let the bells end it's Simon Reckenbach. I thought just to say you really jingle my bells. Um, and those of you with a keen sense of observation will note that we don't have Dan Irvin with us tonight no he has uh, he has other engagements but fear not we have found an able replacement yes the voice of the fans. He is the spaceman that has come traveling. It's Harry Graham. Hello, Harry.
4: Hi, Phil, Uh, first time caller, long time listener.
1: How does it feel to be on your favorite Eurovision podcast?
4: Well, it's it's a bit of a trip. Um, I feel a weight of responsibility on my shoulders. So I hope I don't let you guys down. I hope I don't let Dan down. Um, Thanks for having me. And uh, an apology in advance.
0: It's hard not to stack up against Dan. Just say things like that you love Gemini. And if there's any single women singing badly, just go for them.
2: I'm yeah, slightly yeah. concerned that we've um, cut our remaining listenership by a third in yeah. Harry joining because we really only had three listeners left towards the end,
3: and one of them was Harry. <laughs> so now um, we've only got two. But Dan will listen to it. So, oh, well, yes, good point. Good point, well made.
1: Harry, if you could sum up your, your Eurovision tastes in three words, uh, what would those three words be?
4: Um I guess Calamira would be one of them.
0: My secret combination, it's a mystery for you. Use your imagination, my am I'm not easy, but I'm true. My secret
2: combination, for you have to try it hard to win a destination.
4: Strong. Kind of strong, moment. Industrial? I like it when they when they get their like gimp suits out and start banging on pots and pans calamira gimp suits those are my three <laughs> words calamira gimp suits
1: well i've got no calamira or gimp suits tonight but um before i press on with with tonight's episode uh, has everyone been keeping abreast of of Eurovision news whilst we've been away yes there was a thing wasn't there <laughs> Yes, there were many things, Alex. Shall I, shall I give a brief overview of some of the Eurovision news since we've been away? Please do. The, the lineup for Melody Festival in 2021 has been announced. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, the songs have been released for the new French selection show. Daddy Freya and the Gagna Maria uh, have been announced for Iceland for 2021. As have Leslie Broy today and Hurricane for Serbia. Uh, and most excitingly, they're apparently currently doing the treatment for a sequel to the Eurovision, a story of fire saga movie.
2: Minnie, over to you on that one. <sighs>
1: you will have to find a second Harry to cover that episode, I think. I'll be honest, I haven't watched it yet. I'm putting this out there. Minnie has cut comments like this on two previous occasions, so I have no doubt he'll cut this again. (laughs) I think it's
4: an enjoyable diddly ting ting ting.
1: Right. Shall we get on with uh, tonight's proceedings? I have selected five Christmas songs, original Christmas songs from uh, a plethora of Eurovision icons. Uh, So they all come from different countries. Uh, so that there's no uh, national bias in my selection so we're going to review these five original Christmas songs by Eurovision Acts and give them our traditional douze poids and nil poids and see where we go from there so first up on the playlist uh, we flash back to the year 2000 and actually the winners from the year 2000 yes It is the Olsen sisters, long lost brothers, the Olsen brothers, and this is their Christmas hit, We Believe in Love. We believe in
2: love.
1: So that was the Olsen Brothers and starting something of a trend uh, of tonight's songs. uh, They have a group of children who can't sway in time or in this case, sing in tune. Um, It's it's quite galling on the ears, really. But there are definite uh, overtones of their Eurovision winning song, Fly on the Wings of Love. Uh, There is the vocalising effect, uh, there is the simple melody, and the somewhat complex two-part harmonies. Uh, But that's enough from me, and frankly, enough from them. So uh, why don't we go to Minnie? What did you think of this one? Yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but bring back the
3: Olsen sisters.
1: (laughs) The Olsen twins. Mary Kate and Ashley, bring them back. That's your sentiment. Oh, it? I always
0: thought there were three people. I didn't <laughs> realise Mary,
1: Mary Kate was one person. Oh uh, I was, I was like Mary, comma Kate, and Ashley. Oh, right, yeah. You thought they were like Alvin, Simon, and Theodore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait,
2: there, was, there, there was are there are three to... in Alvin Simon, <laughs> no, thought, Alvin, Al- Simon, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore? No, it's Alvin, Simon,
4: and Theodore. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll pull some out though for the Olsen twins. What well, yeah. they did? Well, the, the careers are?
1: We went down an Olsen twins uh, cul-de-sac there, I think. Um, Minnie, you were saying the uh, horror movie children
3: are really creepy and sing at a pitch I've not heard
1: before and hope never to again. I mean, it is—it's horrific, and just ill-prepared. I don't know whether, like, the kids only turned up, their bus turned up late, like, two minutes before the show was about to start or what, but it's it's the most simple part that they have in the world and they can't do it.
2: Why Why is this true of literally every single act we've ever reviewed that involves children? Or oh, maybe not children, but we have had some where they've been, like, some people that just look like they've just been invited onto the stage and aren't really sure what to do. It's like these moron Blue Peter badge winners arrive two minutes before the recording and are screamed at by a producer and then stand and act
0: really unhappily. I think the best thing about this song, though, is that it's got, on YouTube, it's got, like, 1,400 views. <laughs> I, I went niche as fuck here.
4: Yeah.
0: Like... That's that's not even like it's not even like a weird like account that is on it's on the Olsen Brothers official YouTube <laughs> with two point three five k subscribers. I'm gonna, oh,
2: gonna, here's gonna our go back. Adam Check Buxton here, Adam Buxton bug, and there is one comment, which is the number three, followed by um, the open bracket and a three. So it's a three followed by two love hearts. I am still a believer. Three love heart love heart. Thank you, Olsen Brothers, for you great message and lovely music. <laughs> I would say that this song I think is the same tune almost completely as Savior's Day by Cliff Richard, who we're going to be hearing later.
1: So We come to our classic moment. And if you're just tuning in for the Christmas special for the very first time, what we normally do is we give our favourite song of the selection a douze pois and our least favourite song a nil pois. So would anyone like to give this song their douze pois day of
0: Christmas? Yes, Bill. This is going to be my 12 drummers drumming. I didn't really like it, but all the other songs are very moribund, Uh, and this one isn't. This one at least has a bit of, like, this is shit, but it is at least the spirit of Christmas in its shitness, and that, for me, is what Christmas Eurovision is all about. Oh my god.
2: So, essentially, we've established that this is kind of like a poor man's Cliff Richard, we are listening to Cliff Richard in his pomp later in the programme and yet you still give this your twelve points. It's bizarre that you're anyone's so favourite panelist. I'm gonna get that out now. It's been a while. Fuck spur of Christmas,
3: right? It's Christmas, you have to be nice to me. <laughs> Maybe the episode should end with us all forgiving Simon and then like singing a carol. Just have an arc.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally some character development on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: been crying out for it um well we've got uh this episode's on again off again moment right there any nil was yes phil it was a very competitive
3: nil uh, race but the scary children tip it for me this uh this won't be winning london that's a uh
1: Alston twins movie <laughs> right? In which case we shall move on to song number two. Song number two comes from winner number two. We moved from 2000's winner to 2015's winner. This is Sweden's Mons Um, with his 2020 Christmas hit. This is Alone on Christmas Eve. No, no. Uh, Simon, why don't you talk us through this one?
0: Yeah, Man's doesn't Zemma love it. It's a bit of a dreary one, this one. If I had to guess, I'd say it's not been the best year for Man's. Although, unbelievably, this isn't even the most moribund thing that he's done this year, because obviously he was in the Eurovision 2020 show that was also awful. I think this is a kind of theme this week of Christmas songs that kind of misjudge the... The mood, sort of like that Eurovision show misjudged the mood. And they're all a bit down and depressing.
4: Um maybe because he's moved to England. He's in tier three now.
2: Down and depressing. Highly unlike the year twenty twenty. Hmm, wonder wonder where he got the inspiration for this song from, Simon.
0: No, I can understand that, but you know, is that what we need? Like let's all let's all have a mope about twenty twenty. With a 2020 Christmas song that's called Alone on Christmas, and says that he's written a letter to Santa Claus about how alone he is this Christmas.
1: I, I think you're you're not giving it enough credit. Um, there have not been enough songs in the last few years that have had a sax solo in them. <laughs> You've got to give him points for the sax solo. Surely? That is
0: true. The sax solo was definitely the most enjoyable moment of this song.
3: I think even that's out of place, though. And the sparkly jacket as well. It's very kind of glam for what is a very dreary
4: effort. The, no the Sunstroke project, is it? No.
1: Reference. Reference, Harry. You're picking this up. It's great. Can I just say, the
0: thing that annoys me about this song more than anything is that of all the days of the year to try and get in touch with Santa Claus... Well, <laughs> like surely, surely, like Christmas Eve is the one you'd be like, leave that one. A lot, like he's got a lot on.
1: Sorry, are. Are, you, are you are you nitpicking the practicality of this song?
0: Well, I'd be like, if it's in, if it's in July, yeah, give him a ring. But
3: you know, on Christmas Eve, you... no, because Simon he doesn't work apart from December, so you'd be bothering him probably on holiday. <laughs> I disagree.
2: I th- I think this is actually quite a touching and emotional song. Um. Not all Christmas songs have to be, you know, Wizard and Flipping Slade. You know, I I think recent Christmas releases, to my memory, are a little bit more emotional and sombre and downbeat.
0: Um, And that's why none of them are classics, isn't it? It's no wow. Well, they're
2: not. Well, they might not be classics, but they've only had a couple of years to percolate. Um, I I think this is actually quite a uh, a heartfelt song that I think both espouses kind of the you know the the loneliness and troubling year that we've had with a little bit of a genuine kind of perhaps pining for his youth when i was listening to this i genuinely thought you know this is these are the kind of feelings that i suspect a lot of people i don't know how old man zemlow is probably in his forties, but nevertheless emotions that people Hush. in their 20s get when perhaps they realize oh hang on i'm am, i'm am growing up now and christmas isn't how I remember it, you know, it's not how it. Well, you know, when he when he mentions, you know, what does he say? Like toddling off down the stairs to look at presents and what have you. I feel like there was some genuine stuff from the heart in this song, and it was actually quite nice.
1: Um, right then, uh, do's poise. Any do's poise in the room for Mr. Mons Zemler?
4: Yes, I I want to give it my do's. It's a lot of soul searching with these songs because I have to say it was the best of a of a ropey bunch, um, and it, it this is the kind of thing I would switch channels away from if it came on in the car, but um, I suspect it would do very well in you know in the charts if it were if it were a mainstream thing over here, you know it, it's nice it's heartfelt um, as we said it has the sax solo I liked it more than the others that's it fair enough good a reason
2: as any and even though Dan's not on the podcast I'm delighted that the voting block lives on (laughs) I'm also giving this my 12 points I think like Harry uh recognized I think it is a really emotional uh, and sincere song I think I I did think as well that it would do quite well if it was uh played over here or charted it's got that kind of Chris Martin Christmas lights uh big fan kind of sound to it that kind of you know slow enjoyable kind of you know deep and meaningful melody uh and yeah i think it's it's of its time i think you know that we're not we're not making christmas songs that are all about you know popping the bucks fizz anymore or whatever you know the christmas songs that are released now tend to be a bit slower and a bit more thoughtful um yeah so i, I thought it, you know really really good effort like like it a lot
0: i think i'd I can say categorically, I prefer a Christmas song that I haven't heard called "Popping the Bucks Fizz." <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it was songs about popping Bucks Fizz. I don't even know if there are any Christmas songs it's, about Bucks Fizz. I just feel like a lot of songs will probably be in that kind of uh, look. It, this, this, this is the lineup. this is at the the opposite end of the spectrum to Wizard and Slade. Uh, one of which I it's... can't remember, which is that begins with oh, "Are you ready, children?"
0: Yeah, Pfft.
2: like <laughs> this is a different type of music, right? And I feel like Simon, if you want to go play at the farting children
0: end, you you go. There's <laughs> there's there's a, there's a huge <laughs> yawning chasm between like <laughs> Wizard and Slade and good Christmas music like just just because i don't like man doesn't mean i'm like nobody holder. come on mate
1: it's christmas
0: <laughs>
1: can i can i for next year can i get a set of christmas cards that musical ones that have simon shouting it's Christmas" <laughs> for everyone because um that will get me taken off a lot of christmas card lists i hope Sorry, we haven't covered the nil Anyone got a nil for this?
0: Yes, Phil. I would like to get my nil points out. I read an article about this song um, because I'm actually I'm actually quite a fan of Man's in Love. I, I like the I like the song Heroes. It's one of my favourite ever Eurovision wins. Uh, and the article said that this song was an outstretched hand to anyone forced to spend Christmas alone. And to that I thought, no thanks, Man's. I'll take the turkey twizzlers for one,
1: please. <laughs> right, well that's that's a Plus one uh, For Sweden and Mons there So we move on to song number three And this comes from the UK And two-time Eurovision artist Mr Cliff Richard Yes, it's a Christmas classic On these shores It's Cliff Richard's Mistletoe And Wine Christmas time enough
4: of him. Harry, welcome to the podcast. Talk us through this one. Right, okay. Picture this Christmassy scene. Uh, You can look out the window. Uh, A child wakes up on a wintry night. He's uncomfortably close to several naked flames, and he immediately (laughs) locks eyes with a leery Cliff Richard, Who's (laughs) unnecessary Christianity references abound in this um, ponderous Christmas sermon. It's so worthy, it's so holier than thou, that you realise the wine in the title is only there because sometimes you get to have it in church. It's not because you're enjoying yourself. Um, it makes the bits where he's waving his arms around like Christopher Lee and The Wicker Man, or, or the multiple bits where he's... Um, all the weirder, by comparison. It's quite strange. Um, that said, there is something comforting about it. Uh, It's always been there for us. We were all born in the 90s, and and this has been there since 1988. Uh, And it was a very successful song. We could all hum it. We all kind of know how it goes. So I do have a soft spot for it. And a bit of research on Wikipedia suggests that Mylene Class might be in the children's choir on the song. Don't know if that timeline works out. Knowledge. Yeah. Wow. Simon, you must like Cliff. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm not a huge Cliff fan, uh, apart from the geographical feature, which obviously I love. Um, I think the trouble with this is, the trouble with this song is, it comes up every year, but it's it's no one's favourite, and it's probably not in anyone's top ten, but it's like, it's still there, it's just still hanging around. It's always
1: on the compilation album.
0: Exactly, it's like... A particularly persistent hemorrhoid on the arse of British society. <laughs>
3: this appears on um, his album, Private Collection. That uh, the... B-
2: 1.9 million in legal fees.
1: Alex, any thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I sort of agree. I kind of... F- feel like as a generation on the podcast and, and generations younger than us, maybe don't really understand Cliff Richard because we were possibly born a little bit too late. Mm. I feel like there's vast swathes of the British population that get all doughy-eyed about Cliff Richard in the same way that they do like, I don't know, f- well, Fish, for example, and like carry-on films that we just don't really understand. Whereas Blue Passports blue passports but these really inconsequential mediocre middle of the pack things that it seems a generation are really really happy and almost passionate to die about on their hill and sort of cliff is kind of one of them and i never really understand why because as harry said it's 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 all a bit kind of pop hymn kind of mash up for me as he says it's a little bit like a sermon and Compared to the kind of emotional, sincere, gritty song by Mon Zemelo, which explores genuine human emotion, this is just basically a church service, the single.
1: Uh, Minnie, did you have any thoughts on this one?
3: I think it shows that music, on the whole, has improved a lot in 30 years. The fact that Cliff Richard is no longer a mainstay of the pop charts I think is a good sign. That's not to say I love everything that's around now, but I think there's just generally a bit more self-awareness, I suppose, and fun. Taste. And uh, secularism. I'm not sure what that dance is he does at the end. It looks like he's kind of swinging the baby Jesus quite violently. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, know, I know the one. He's. I think he's, like, conducting the, the sways
2: i thought he was practicing his forehand so it's useful to know that you've uh, that's what he's doing there
1: when we were at school we had cliff richard tennis lessons didn't we oh good grief
2: that was a
1: thing wasn't it cliff richard had some sort of like tennis charity or tennis lesson thing and i'm sure we had cliff richard tennis lessons like it wasn't him that came and did it but it was like oh we're going to teach you guys tennis sponsored by cliff richard
2: So he he did, he did admittedly seem to, it seems he had the Cliff Richard Tennis Foundation. He should
3: have called it Summer Volley Day.
4: Oh. I just wanted to say this song rhymes giving and forgiving and getting (laughs) and forgetting.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, he's remembered his Eurovision rhyming lessons there. Right. um, Any dues pas. Any nilpoir for Mr. Cliff? I would say that's a relatively good result for him. After all of that,
3: after all of that. It's a Christmas miracle that this isn't the worst of the night.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right. We shall move swiftly on then. Song number four is another 2020 Christmas banger. This comes from our favourite Norwegian act, Kano. And this is A Winter's Night. I treat What did you make of Alexandra, Fred and Tom's latest effort?
2: Where to begin? I mean, I'm really not that impressed with it, unfortunately. I think I mooted earlier that modern and recent Christmas songs are sort of the slightly more melodical and downbeat kinds of kinds of song. Uh, and this follows that same routine, but without any of the kind of conviction and uh enjoyment that that we got from or i certainly got from mon Zemelo. um i'm not even sure this is a christmas song they mentioned ice in midwinter but that's about it great green ice behind the tree i mean that could be that could be any any time in norway presumably from what <laughs> september through to april i mean Tom, Tom Hugo, and, or, or as Dan would say, Nico Hülkenberg, I think is underused in this one. We've seen what he can do in the uh, Spirit in the Sky song as well. Um, all in all, really, really quite disappointing.
1: Um, Simon, you've commented on the morose nature of the song so far. Did this one cheer you up at all?
0: It did not. I kind of disagree a bit with Alex in that, I think this song is a more genuine exploration of the theme, you, you know, so, so Mans' song is about being lonely at Christmas, whereas this this song feels more specifically like it's about loss um, and losing someone you love, and I think that made it to me feel a bit more genuine, um, which is why I preferred it to Manz's song. And I also noted that I liked that there was some yoking, although as ever not enough, But yeah, it's still really morbid, and I don't, that's not why I'm after from a Christmas song. This song is, I think, is even sadder than the Mans of a Love song. I think it's the most depressing thing I've heard today, and I recently found out that Mrs Brown's boys had signed a contract to stay on air until 2026.
1: <laughs> For what it's worth, I suspect my uh, personal opinion on Alexandra is somewhat clouding my vision on this song, but I'm fond of this one. It would have been a strong contender for my douze pois if I had it to give out. So any any douze pois for this anthem? Any nil pois?
2: Yeah, nil pois for me. wasn't a Christmas song.
1: Fair enough. Um, right, so that leaves us with one douze and one nil to play with going into the extreme song of the night song number five uh, the infamous song number five and it's another 2020 Christmas hit this comes from 2020 presumable Eurovision winner daddy Freya and this is every moment is Christmas with you Always
0: here by my side by. Every moment
2: is like Christmas with you.
0: I don't understand what all that uses about.
1: We don't have to do well, that's a music video. Minnie, talk us through this one. Well,
3: having complained about the depressing nature of all these christmas songs so far this is an improvement but it's still a dirge it's a slow christmas waltz i expected a bit more fun from daddy frere based on uh think about things was it yeah the the video is odd to say the least it follows a, a disembodied face or rather a set of disenfaced features um, a pair of eyes and a mouth. I guess the nose has frozen off or something. And it's unsettlingly superimposed onto various Christmas foodstuffs and decorations and presents and faces in some cases. It's very odd. And at the end, it gets incinerated on a fireplace. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's still got the kind of Flight of the Concords, indie bedroom vibes that Daddy Frere had with their Eurovision effort but it wasn't very fun or funny so it just feels a bit um, hipster for hipster's sake and I didn't really get on
1: with it. Hipster for hipster's sake yeah I I can't disagree with that so uh, let's go over to our expert Simon Rickenback.
0: Yeah I didn't get along with this brilliantly it's another sort of slow, not very joyous song, and in that sense, I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than Man's Eleven in Kano, but it wasn't a pleasant listen. I won't be like, which it, is it such a shame because I did like the 2020 song uh, Think About Things. I think it's really, really great and really fun song, um, and I just was expecting something original and fun, and I just I'm still looking for it really.
2: Okay, Alex I'm not surprised. I don't suspect that Simon preferred this to Martin Zemelo. I mean, this is such a sort of not blubbering in the sense of crime, but just sort of bloom bloom bloom, bloom bloom like you know me- meanders along as a as as a song if if you were playing a child's video game and there was an underwater level, this could be like the theme song to an underwater level. Oh, what's that Paul McCartney song? With the frogs. Frog frog, frogs.
1: Yeah. I I take your point. Um, Harry,
4: we haven't heard from you yet. Did you like this one? Uh, No, not at all. You don't have to think about things with this one. It's, It's where that song was kind of a millennial ironic, can't be bothered. This was just a, I've had a bad year, kind of, can't be bothered. And, and I really hated the faces. <laughs> it's the main thing about the video, I would say. I, I would
1: say it's the main thing about all of it. Like I got quite distracted on the first like two or three viewings of this by the video and didn't really pay any attention to the song whatsoever.
2: I, I think the lyrics, and this is interesting because you said we want to watch it a few times. There, Phil. I think the lyrics are actually quite poetic, mm. and if 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 read in isolation, and this is after all Eurovision, in isolation. Love it. Um, it's a cold December night. The snow is so romantic. Under this blanket, there is room for two. We sit together watching Home Alone for the hundredth time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. I, I, I'm not entirely sure how it the beat goes, wow it's so Christmassy everywhere I look and this glue wine won't drink itself, everything is lit by candlelight. It's the best prose we've had thus far in terms of having some kind of Christmas meaning. Well you're saying it's
3: better than a time for giving, a
1: time forgetting, a time for forgiving, a time for forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say it musically it's almost sort of the antithesis of do they know it's Christmas, which famously had a very upbeat tune to a very um, uh, morose lyrics. It's it, quite upbeat, cheerful, happy lyrics just to a very plodding tune.
2: Yes. Um, All of this means so little to me compared to if you would be always here by my side because every moment is like Christmas with you. Like that, it's quite touching, but it's set to this flipping frog chorus of a tune.
1: Pop. Bugs, fizz. Pop. <laughs> Bugs fizz okay. Any dues pois for uh daddy frere?
3: Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Uh, I would I would sooner be giving it to uh pop the buck Fizz, which in my head <laughs> goes to the tune of rock the Casbah. <laughs> yes,
1: Bucks Fizz, pop the Bucks
2: Christmas, I like it. Do, 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 do. Pop the Bucks
0: Fizz. Pop the Bucks Fizz. Guys, we, you know, that the, the Christmas number one the last couple of years has been Lad Baby with his sausage roll songs. I genuinely think Pop the Bucks Fizz to the tune of Rock the Casbah. If we can get this as a charity single, I think it can do numbers.
2: Can I just flag as well, briefly, that we, we as a podcast, one of our podcasts has had more listens than a song that we are reviewing on the podcast.
3: <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that is impressive. Excellent stuff. Yes. That, that song is platinum in Switzerland, <laughs>
1: Um, Any nil pois, Harry?
4: Yes. Uh, that would be two pois from me. Um, it Really disappointing. Uh, he's not a natural singer, is he? I mean, it was all flash. It was all about the the choreography. Didn't think about things. I think he is a
0: good singer. He's got some some other songs on on YouTube. He did a a really good Eurovision like retrospective where he played a whole host of different Eurovision songs. I think that he sings well in that. This he, this doesn't suit his register. I don't think.
4: It registered a zero on the funometer for me.
1: Fair enough. Each to their own. So, on on count back, that means our last play song is Kano with a minus one score. Um, yeah. And our favourite Christmas song from a Eurovision artist, making up for his poor performance in the former winners' special, Mon love alone on Christmas Eve. Yay! Yeah, I'm pleased with that. Obviously. None of these songs have charted. They're all too shit. Let's tell
4: mine.
1: Where did it get to in the charts? was the number one. Christmas. It was not Christmas number one. I think it was. It's what
3: the Olsen brothers might call a full house. <laughs> Olsen twins. Never
1: mind. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a dull year. It's Cliff, mate. People like Cliff
0: Richards. He's popular.
2: Didn't he make it? I think he made he was publishing a calendar of himself every year up until this year, where I think he's
1: or has he not done his calendar?
2: Oh, no, wait. No, I tell you what it is. No, I think he's still doing the calendar. It's just that this year is the first one he hasn't had a topless month. Oh.
3: Uh, that's just for the private
1: collection. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's just about it for tonight. So, I say. Thank you to our panelists. Wait,
2: are we going to do something christmasy I
1: thought we were all gathering together and singing a uh, a Christmas carol of coast fizz.
0: Can I just say God bless us, everyone, like Tiny Tim, and that'll be my Christmas carol moment. Yes. God bless
2: you. <laughs> <Christmas. laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. My apologies, Simon. I love you, really. You're a valued panelist. It shall be, it shall Bucks, fizz. up the buck's fifth
0: up the buck's fifth you've said it so many times that it now sounds somewhat perverse